stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Sometimes we have jobs that we love, and those jobs are fantastic. But sometimes it's not enough. And one of the words that we said at the beginning of the show that matters to me is the word fulfill. Oh, that's a big word. <laughs> How do you live life fulfilled? Debbie Travis uh, joins me here in the studio. Uh, your a long list of things you've done is it's really cool. and Exhausting. It is. You've been busy. <laughs> and not only that, but even your life. I get tired. I'm um, just reading the history of, you know, uh, born and then moved to Canada and, and, and then like all of the things you've done. Like having, I guess, a, having a nap is probably... Yeah, I, I time myself out. Yeah, but sometimes I would like to have a nap. But yeah, I'm well, I moved to Canada when... I married a Canadian, so I moved mm. out here just before I was 30. And then now I'm kind of back in London and Italy. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm a bit attention deficit. I like to keep moving. I get bored <laughs> very easily. And, um, you know, and, and, and you're talking about words. There's actually a great Italian word, because now I live most of the year in Italy, and that's basta. And basta means enough. You know, enough now. You know, I want to do something uh, different, you know, something different with my life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this book is about, is people who... Um, you know, you might be a surgeon and uh, I, I, there's a lot of stories in the book and there's a woman who, on her 50th birthday, she said, right, that's it, I'm giving up medicine and I'm going to be a singer. And she didn't do it overnight, but she worked out how she could do it, how she could lose the salary, you know, and, and how she could move on to her next chapter. And then there's younger people who just want, no, I've, uh, I've trained to be a dentist, but I'm opening a beach bar in Greece. Yeah. You know? So, it's, so it's, it's kind of, I think it's a new generational thing. And I think, they, especially the younger people, I think they've seen their parents laid off they've seen corporations don't care anything about them they they're just like they're different they don't care about the mortgage so much they don't care about the glass ceiling um we're kind of going in another direction and you know what so that's their thing yeah and that's that's really what it is now to understand the contrast of i think like courage doesn't happen uh without fear so the contrast of, of debbie travis is that De- debbie's been an interior designer forever and kind of yeah <laughs> more well, on television <laughs> yeah well you know what's striking me really i gotta ask what's your favorite color well obviously bright pink because well, that's the color of the, color book. Of the book yeah it's the, fluorescent. Um, the um so you've gone from all that and you and your husband hans or hans Hans. Hans. He, um, you guys have production company. You do all the things that TV people do. So you yeah. guys have all this stuff and all of this career and uh, your picture up in stores and all of these things that you've done. Yeah. And then to sit there and go to that moment you're speaking of, because whether or not you recognize uh, Debbie's voice or not, um, I assure you, you will recognize her just even if you're not even a fan of those shows. But you, just, just There's admit- somebody out there who's not. <laughs> you, you will have crossed paths at some point. Well, I've been, you know, I've been on, you know, your airways for over 20 odd years. So, so people recognize your voice, they recognize you and stuff. But I got to the stage where, you know, we make other people's shows as well. We make, we've had our television company for 25 years. And, um, but you get to the stage, you sit in meetings and it's like a sense of deja vu. You know, it's like, I've been here before and I probably have and I've heard it all before. And I started in television in my 20s in the UK at the BBC and I was like, you know, maybe it's time for something different. If I don't feel that I'm excited and and challenged and, and inspired, then I'm sure other people are going to be a bit bored of me. So I had this idea 
like a little dream. We all have our dreams. What if, what if? Of one day, if I could afford it, I'd have a little house in Italy. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, well, I don't want to be an expat and just sit there and drink gin at 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, that'd well, be I, nice. Why? Yeah, like, Why what's, not? What's wrong with that? Wait a second. <laughs> Full day, stop on this, this dream. <laughs> I'll do that as well. But, but, but I also felt so amazing there. You know, the food, the wine, the people. I just loved the way of life. So I thought, well, what if I share it? So I kind of put it out at a speech I was doing in Vancouver. And before I got off the stage, we were full. And the problem was I didn't have a house. So I rented a property and I did one a year because I was shooting a series then. I was doing one a year. And then in the meantime, we were renovating a 700-year-old uh, ruin, um, which was a massive challenge. So I got everything I wished for. And then what happens is it's like having something new. Like if you buy a new car... You get attracted to that. You see that car everywhere, right? You say, oh, look at it in red. So then I started to be really kind of like a moth to the flame of other people all around the world who'd had next chapters. So not people who'd gone like, oh, I want to make millions in real estate or I want to be the next, you know, Microsoft. I want to, you know, these were people who just said, you know, what? I've been a banker for 25 years. I'd like to market my really good cookies, you know, or, you know, you're lying in Savasana pose in, your, in yoga and you're like, I could do this. I could train. I really love this. And I think we've, we're seeing a movement now mm -hmm. of people going, you know what? But then you have to say, well, how do you do it? Like you say fear. So we all have that little, that dream. And then we have that awful negativity on our shoulder going, well, you're not good enough, pretty enough, tall enough, clever enough. And we have to make that leap. So how do you make that leap? from that crossroads you're at. And well, that's what I wanted. Yeah, and that's, that's where the book really starts to share is that yeah. not only recognizing that moment um, where you realize your clarity kind of comes. Mm. You, see, the, the irony of clarity for me is that we often think that right in the very beginning of these conversations where like, I'm not happy at work. My boss is a jerk. This doesn't fulfill me anymore. Like, I'm just not happy. And then you start to realize and you're like, oh, I'll buy a sports car and so, or whatever. So you go through this, this, this piece and um, clarity really doesn't exist well, you know what it is? I, I just got back from India and I met this amazing guru and he summed it all up so simply. He said, standard of living is not quality of life. And that makes Ooh. so much sense when you think about it. So you can have the nice car. You're writing that down, aren't you? I'm writing it That's down. That's his next book. <laughs> you know, so I'll, I'll let you write the forward. Yeah, yeah, I'll write the forward. So, you know, if you really think about that, so we're very lucky in this country. We have stuff, right? You know, we, we, most people have a roof over their head. Most people can put food on the table. You might have one car, two cars, but you've got transport. But what is quality of life? It doesn't mean you have to give that up. It's how are you using it? So maybe instead of just Facebooking all your friends, maybe go and meet your friends. You know, it's so quality is something that is free, but it's how you use how lucky we are today. And sometimes when you've been in the same job for a long time and you've, you've reached that pinnacle, you're like, I, I'm not satisfied. It was good for the 20 years, but now I want to do something at this stage in my life. And you do it for different reasons. So you're hitting people like empty nesters who, you know, the purpose was raising their kids and their kids have suddenly gone. Um, you know, not me. <laughs> I would just wave them goodbye. <laughs> Change the locks. Um, other you people have three boys, by the way, right? Two. Two, two boys, yeah. Well, three and a husband. Two and a husband. Two and a <laughs> um, But uh, 
you know, and then you've got people who are taking early retirement. And then it's like after a month, they're like, is this it? And you see how we're all going to live until we're in our mid-80s. You know, David Attenborough, I was saying to somebody today, David Attenborough is 94 or 5, he's starting a new television show here about polar bears. You know, it's, it's your vitality and what you do that keeps you going. But fear is a great question, because how do you get over it? Yeah. And you put it in perspective, because fear is a funny thing. It's, um, you know, fear is having a sick child where you've no control. A sick child is in the hands of the gods and the doctors. You can make them comfortable, but you, you don't have control in it. Fear is you can't pay your mortgage. Fear is not knowing where that next meal will come from. But so if you write, you know, if you're nervous because, well, you know, I, I'm not sure if I can do this. That's not fear. That's being anxious and worried. And, and there's always a way. And sometimes those, those solutions are the magic and the creativity of life. Working out, how do I do it? Stop moaning about it and saying, oh, yeah, I'd like to have done that. Or, you know what, I make the best cookies in the world. I could have sold mine. I believe that, by do the it. way. Um, Your cookies are the best? No, they're yours. Are. <laughs> no, um, I can't bake. The, the, um, well, disempowerment, mm. you know, the irony of all of this stuff, and I, I love this, thank you, um, is that when you speak about, I wrote down vitality before you just said it. I mean, it really becomes that, is that when you speak about disempowerment, the irony of it is that in those moments of fear, we don't, we don't realize that you can't have disempowerment mm. without having empowerment. That's it's like, true, it's yeah. like, it's normal, right? Like you, w people in the world, they, I'm a rebel, but mm. you can't have a rebel if you don't have a normal, mm. like the two must coexist. And when we, when they we must. realize in these moments that we actually have the empowerment because we can't be disempowered if it didn't exist. Exactly. But we have to, we have, to have control and we have to say, you know, you, I, I'm a great believer in writing stuff down. And people don't write things down today. They, you know, they put it in their phones and stuff and then you never go back to it. But write down the list of things that you're scared of. Let's say you've got that little dream that one day I want to turn my family cottage into a and b Oh, how can I do it? I have no clients. I don't know anybody. I, you, you can talk yourself out of everything. So write it all down. And some things may be real reasons why you shouldn't do it now. Mm -hmm. Three kids under five, sick parent. Maybe you shouldn't do it now. Maybe you should do it in 10 years' time. But then, like, well, I've got to walk the dog, you see. That's an excuse. That can be worked out. That can be solved. Or it's bridge on Wednesdays, you know. I don't know how I can start that company. You know, so we can talk ourselves out. And But you don't want to get to the end of your life going, God, I should have done it. Well, yeah, and what, what that creates for us is that when we have all the reasons in the world, when I say it's a reason... Well, you hear it as an excuse. Mm. And it goes the other way. Well, it's not an excuse. It's, I got to walk the dog, mm. right? But then somebody else hears it and says, well, you can get help walking the dog. You can walk the dog a different time of day. There's a million different things you could do. We all have an excuse not to go to the gym. Exactly. I mean, there's a billion excuses, why, you know. But, you know, it's, it's, it's yours. And sometimes, you know, I suggest in there, I'm, I'm kind of a, it sounds crazy, but I am a believer in vision boards. Not like in The Secret where put a picture of a Ferrari up and I'm going to get a Ferrari. It shows up in the garage tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah, I know, I know. I didn't do the work. You still have to put the work in. So I, I actually did that. I got a piece of paper where I saw it every day and I put up pictures of, I ripped out this picture in Morocco of these arches and then a picture of somebody eating lunch under the olive groves and, and all those things I have today. But I had to make them happen. I had to work towards it. You know, I have arches because... You know, this property I bought, all the stables that where the animals were, were always huge arches. And now that's the living room, you know. Um, so all those things actually came true. And I think you, you, if you become conscious of that dream constantly. And the other thing is to surround yourself with support. Because I, I do believe today, 
that we're in a confidence crisis. Today, you know, I left school at 16. People go, oh my God, 16. I'm like, but that's what we all did. We had to get out of those northern villages, get on the bus to London and, you know, work our way, you know, to get some free meals by chatting up some boys in the pub, you know. But <laughs> I won't tell you what we did for those meals. But, but, uh, but, you know, we made it happen. And then you got your first flat and then you did this and, you know, and it was kind of normal. But today we, we do have excuses. And I think a lot of young people... They, they have so little confidence because they've got such a big picture to paint of themselves. You know, with social media and stuff, they've got, I wouldn't be 14 or 15 again now. So th they doubt themselves much more than they did 20, 30 years ago, I'm, I'm sure about. So how do you get over that? You get over that with support. And I love to say, especially for women, you might like this one, but I like to say women are their own wonder bras. So they're kind of uplifting, supportive, and they're for each other. So women have to slap each other on the back. I want to hear more about bras. <laughs> I want okay. to hear your the best. I want to hear more about um, those things, like the inaction, like the, the, the what, what women can do for themselves and for each other, what men can do for themselves and each other. Uh, the book is the next chapter, uh, Design Your Next Chapter. It's Debbie Travis. And uh, if you, just so we don't lose you, tomorrow, uh, Chinook 2 to 3, Debbie will be there uh, at the chapters uh, for everybody. But we're going to come back and more. And I, I want to hear more of these solutions that you put into play into this because we can sit and talk, you know, about all the things that are going on. Uh, but until we start to learn, like vision boards and how important those are, I always say that um, good speakers and good transformational people always teach you to write it down and get a vision board mm -hmm. going. That's that's a fundamental piece, I think, of all that. I've learned that uh, from my best friend, and um, and I really um, I want to hear more about that. Okay, Debbie Travis, I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR, I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge. Debbie Travis, um, design uh, a miracle worker, now designing her life and offering it to you. Uh, such a great, fantastic story. Uh, before we got, we're on the Facebook Live too right now. Before we got to... Um, before we got to the break there, you were discussing about the impact of, of women and how this starts to change everyone's lives a little bit differently when we just take some time. And one of the things I'd written down... Wroten? Wroten, yeah, because you're doing well. I'm a pro. He's writing a book. Um, one of the things that I have written down, um, it was insulation and how insulated we are here. Now you speak about Italy. You hear about people that get together for coffee and have dinner and everything else. And we don't realize here as Canadians how insulated we are when we go through Tim Hortons drive through and we get our coffee and we don't actually see anybody anymore. No. And we are incredibly insulated. And, and with Design Your Next Chapter, your new book, um, you're really trying to change that. Well, it, Italy inspired me so much. Every village, if you if you go into any village in the whole, or town in the whole country, at six o'clock, everybody will be in the local cafe and bar, you know, and they're, they're they even have a word for it. It's called the passaggiata. They go for a walk, they come back, they have an aperitivo, they have a coffee, and they talk and gossip and share. And the grannies are there, the teenagers are there, the, you know, um, every age group. And it's it's a way of life. And what that does is it gets you out there. It gets people communicating and talking. And they do that really, really well. And But you can change that. If you feel you're insulated, like you say, going through a drive through then call a friend. Just say, let's not do it by Facebook. Let's go and have a drink. You know, let's get a bottle of wine and just talk and share. And sharing is... When I created this retreat in Italy, it was about turning the girls' night out into a girls' week out. So a girls' night out is rather a noisy affair, but it takes women weeks, if not months, to get a night where they can all get together. Oh, I can't do it Monday. Can you do it Monday? Yeah. So six months later, they get a night and they all go out. And every single woman who's listening to this will say, 
They go home and they say, why do we not do this every week? I feel amazing. They've drunk too much. They've eaten too much dessert. They've talked over each other. They've laughed. They've cried. They've shared. They've hugged. And they and, it, and it's cathartic. Cathartic? Is that the right word? And they feel amazing. So what I did was I took it into a whole week. So people arrive slightly nervous. Often they've never been to Europe before. Strangers. They're strangers, which is a good thing. And they behave, they turn within 48 hours into 14-year-old little girls and they just have a riot. They just share, non-judgmental, and they have a good time. People say, why don't you do it for men? Uh, I'm not sure, but (laughs) working on it. We are doing, we do do ones where couples can go because a lot of women come and say, oh, I want to bring my husband. But not everybody can come to Italy. So I thought, well, how do I take their stories and share it in a book? And that's where we come to, is right yeah. here. And it's it's really is coming together. Now, people can look you up and, and find out all about those retreats and all those yeah, things yeah. that are going on. Um, are you still going to do any more TV stuff? Because you have the production company. It, well, our t- we're doing a lot of crime shows now. Yeah. Uh, so now it's more like, not what colour are we painting the walls, but where did they find the head or something? Oh, dear. But, uh, so we do a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, kind of reenactment dramas and stuff. To do a whole series, I don't have to. Two years, you know. So I do all the morning shows, you know. I I, I come into the country several times a year and I'll come for like a month and I'll do everything. And and luckily everybody still wants me. And the other thing I'm trying to do now is I love so much in Tuscany that I'm trying to bring it home here. So I'm bringing jewellery back. I'm bringing um, linens back. So, you know, people hear me rabbiting on and they're like, well, bully for you, you know, you're over there. Well, I'm going to bring it back for you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have that whole retail thing that, you, that yeah, you've yeah. got. Yeah, so. well, we've, we've created an online shop, and that's it's not easy to do, but we, we've kind of, we've done it. And then, of course, we have olive oil. Yep. So we have like a consortium. So we pick the olives, press the olives, label the bottles, and then we put it this week, literally, put it on a container, and we FedEx it to you. So you get the freshest best organic olive oil oh, that's from, interesting. from my farm. I, I imagine that you are like a nightmare for border services when you try to, like imagine with like five suitcases of lots of stuff coming back into Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah. We've got more coming up with Debbie, uh, Debbie Travis next, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR, Debbie Travis is here. Um, you are going to stick around the city for uh, at least another day. Hey. Yeah, I'm going to go and meet everybody tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, if you want to learn more about this entire conversation about how to take uh, your old life, how to create a new life, and just some ideas and some experiences from Debbie Travis, uh, down at Chapters in Chinook from 2 to 3 tomorrow. Debbie will be there. It's a bright pink book. You I can't do, miss it. You can't miss it. I, I, you and know, it's an orange inside and turquoise. I so like it's, all the, it's, it's really great. Yeah. It's, well, the idea is it's a workbook, so you can actually write in it. Because I think some people are very nervous about actually scribbling in a book. But there's lots of questions, you know, like circles to, to loop, you mm-hmm. know, like... Um, where are you now? Where are you in a month? Where were you last month? And you can put it away for a month and come back to it. You know, what have I changed? What have I, you know, what have I done? What I have, you know, so to get people active and then there's places you can write in it. And, and, you know, we say to people kind of give yourself a day, get yourself a bottle of gin or something and be very quiet and answer all those questions. Cause it can be quite emotional to be truthful mm-hmm. to yourself and get rid of that, that noise in your head, you know, and just really, Ask yourself some really heartfelt questions, and most people will come out a little teary-eyed. <laughs> Thank you for the book. Thank you. Design your next chapter. It's Debbie Travis. I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge, 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.